This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Joining us at the round table of dim lighting this week is mythical crew member Lizzie. We are going to be discussing the topic. When is it okay to lie? Is it okay to lie? Ever? Is it ever okay to lie? Is it ever lie? okay to lie? Fibbin. Thank you for all of you mythical beasts who uh, are contributing to the conversation via your questions and comments. Uh, it's a it's a big conversation that we're excited to have. It's a thicket that we jump into, but first uh, we want to do a little catching up with you guys. Shoot the breeze a little bit. Shoot a little of that ear biscuit breeze. You know how you're baking up a biscuit and sometimes it just wafts through the house. Do biscuits happen at your house? Huh, they happen at my house about every Saturday, my brother. You eat biscuits every Saturday? I would say average 1.5 Saturdays. Every per what? One, month? Per two. <laughs> well, you could probably, there's another way. To, that would be three <laughs> out of four would be another way to say that. So it's like th- I don't know th- that three Saturdays out of a, out of a month you have biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One point five out of two. Out of two. Well, I'd already said one point five, so I reduced the fraction. You didn't take my fractions. Um, I didn't. Fractions wasn't a class, but I know when a biscuit smells good, and that's what we're doing. I lo- I love biscuits, but no, we don't. We we tend to not have biscuits at the house because I don't think they're good for you. They're good for your soul, but well, they're not the good one, for your heart. The ones out of a can are really good for you. Yeah, the Pillsbury ones that pop out when you twist the can. Well, I'm not you gonna, probably never twisted the can before. I'm not gonna mention the brand, but yeah, <laughs> twist that can and they pop out. Sometimes they pop out and it's like, whoop, that was a cinnamon roll. Well, usually I'm still gonna put <laughs> eggs in it. Usually it says it, usually it indicates it on the package. I know you don't cook a lot, but typically <laughs> it says it on the package what's inside. I know that you use a spoon <laughs> to pop it. Oh, a cinnamon roll came out. Um, Milestone, uh, our boys, Locke and Lincoln, um, just hit a milestone, which means we as fathers hit a milestone. They played their the final game of their season of basketball together. First season of basketball, Recreation League basketball together. Um, it's an exciting season, especially exciting game. Because what happened? Well, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they lost the game. <laughs> but. Locke had 37 points? Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Uh, he was pulling off the slack for a reason that I'll, I'll get into, I think. Um, it was first quarter. It was like the first few minutes of the game, right? Like I would say there was probably six possessions when this happened. That's in my it, memory it how it happened. It was early. I know you don't understand fractions, but uh, there were halves. Not quarters, the NBA. Our kids are not in the NBA, just in case you didn't know. that They're, they're just playing recreation basketball. That is painfully they don't even, true. They don't even stop the clock when things, they didn't even stop the clock when what you're about to describe. And when did, when did, when did it happen? Because it happened about how many, it, I, in my mind it was six possessions of, of the game. Yeah, well I mean, Am I filing a police report? Because I don't. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just making the point. The very I, I early. I don't believe there was any criminal activity. Or very, what, what are you trying to say? No, I'm just saying very early in are the game. Are you taping this? Not a lot of. I'm recording am I being, this. Am I being yes. recorded? This is being. Do you have on a wire? Only. No, it's being recorded for quality assurance purposes only. It's not being distributed in any way. What if you had or on held, a? But if, I will hold it against what you. What if you had on a wire right now? Like, what if that would you be were stupid? In, what if you were in? That bed? would be. That would be redundant. What if we were you were like 
I was being investigated and they had gotten to you and the way that they were doing it was putting a wire on you while we made a podcast well, that I was would, public. I would tell the cops, hey guys. You don't need this just wire. Just save your batteries at this point. We you have can, a microphone. You can, t- don't, don't, don't burn the wire during the podcast because it's being recorded in another is that, fashion. Is that technical? You do know the FBI. Burn the wire, you know the term burn the wire? All right, you got me. I'm, Hello. I, I'm wired. <laughs> Yeah. I'm currently being patted what? down in the chest by Rep. For those you, of you who are only listening, what do you, what do you, what do you got? What do you try, think you're going to find out about? So me? very, I tell you everything, man. Ve- ve- I don't yeah, lie. Right. Yeah, right. Very early in the the basketball match. Oh God, this <laughs> is devolving so fast. Uh, Lincoln's under the basket dribbling, and I noticed there was one guy who's huge. Like, I mean, Locke has hit a growth spurt, and he's a lot taller than Lincoln, who's a a, a little bit over a year younger than him. Um, but this guy was at least a year older than Locke and, he's, he's and a high head school. taller than Locke. He's, he's your size. This guy weighs as much as you do. So Lincoln like pump faked under the oh, basket. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're cutting way too early to this. You just said Lincoln was under the basket dribbling. No, 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 that is not what happened. My friend, this was a fast break. You blocked all this out. It's a fast break, yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln was, mm, some people will call it cherry picking. That's when you didn't quite get back on defense <laughs> and you're under your own basket in a position to score. No, he wasn't. He was at midcourt. He was halfway back to play defense. He, he was halfway back and then they stole the ball. Locke gets the ball. Locke's dribbling up the court. And Lincoln's running see, fast break. He sees Lincoln. Lincoln is wide open under the basket. Rocket pass right to Lincoln. That's where now you can pick up where you were because and this huge giant of a of a man, almost not. I mean, I don't. He's not a boy. He was so much bigger than anyone else. He's on, on the, the line between a man and a boy. I thought he could have been a coach. It's like why is that coach playing? Yeah, player coach. Lincoln pump fakes. The guy goes for it. Hook line and sinker jumps in the air. Then Lincoln goes up the second time a little too early and and meets nothing but this guy falling down on him. They they crumple to the ground and the guy rolls off of him and immediately Lincoln rolls over and he's like. His hand was like shaking. Shaking a little bit and I was like, I mean Christy has suffered a concussion a year ago and we're very paranoid about anyone hitting their head because of all that she's been through. That's why he wears a football helmet during the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the only, he's so the only one doing Chris that. Chris was like, did he hit his head? And I was like, I think he broke his arm bad. Like, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't say anything. I thought his forearm was like snapped underneath this kid. But then he rolls over and is like, he's shaking a little bit. And then I was like, I'm thinking, I'm not going over there because you don't, uh, a parent doesn't immediately, you should, as a parent, you should you immediately run over. You don't want to be that parent. The ref and the coaches there's from a both whole, teams there's a whole system ran involved, over there. Right. So the parents are supposed to keep their distance and say, you know what, let's not, let's not incite panic here in, in the child and let's just let them deal with it. So I'm sitting on the bleachers with Christy and like, she's kind of panicking and I'm like, he didn't hit his head, I, I think it's his arm. And it's like, it was very surreal. Uh, this has never happened to me before, having a child who seems to be injured. And then after a while, he didn't get up. And then Christy's like, I think you need to go over there. Now, I don't know if 
if would you have gone over there earlier than I did? Did I do something wrong by waiting? No, I always minimize these situations. And I yeah, I minimize. And them. I was minimizing that situation. I was like, oh, he'll get. It. I I always err on the side of. And when I went, even when up. even when I went up, I couldn't see any bones sticking out. That's really what I was afraid of. That's why I, part of why I you were, didn't you were, go over there. You're afraid I don't for yourself. See, I don't want to see any bones sticking out of me. No, that's not why. I, maybe <laughs> subconsciously, but consciously, I wanted to respect the process. I go over there. There's no signs of anything really bad. He's whole, he says his wrist hurts. It's like okay, it's it, it's uh, maybe broken. It's, but then he they could move it. They got him to move it and make a fist. I'm like, all right, he can move all his fingers and move his wrist. It's just sprained really badly. And he goes and sits on the bench. And then we watch some more of the game while the coaches talk to him and they ice it. But then we, I go over there and the coach is like, I I think he's pretty. Shaking up, you might need to take him home and put some ice on it, and you might need to see a professional. Yeah, and uh, by that, I uh, I took him to meet an NBA player. Right. Yeah, you need to go. Get so I was like, do you know any personally? Yeah, because yeah, right. He'll be inspired. A, that's pretty them. cool. B, uh, I'd love their help for them to help. Yeah. So we take it. Um, the next morning, we took him to the doctor, and lo and behold, he broken his wrist in two places. There's a lot of bones and, in there. And Lincoln said it wasn't from his his wrist hitting the ground or his arm jamming against the ground, it was the guy hyperextending his hand. When he landed on his hand, it hyperextended his hand backwards, like if you were to take your fingers and pull them back Oof. to touch the top of your forearm. And somehow that broke Snapped that. some stuff. Yeah, like, but the edge, I don't know. But no, but no ligaments. It was no ligaments, it was just, he's in a cast now. He's starting. He's starting school with a cast on his wrist. Wait, I know like, Christy was talking about. She was, you know, she was like, "Oh, you know, he started." Because this is all our kids are going from uh, basically being homeschooled and doing some some like charter school to school and public school. Uh, they're all a little little apprehensive about this, some more than others. But I know that Christy was like, "Oh, me now he's he's going to be the kid, the with, kid the with the cast." cast. But I'm but, like, "That's great." Yeah, but I was totally like. Yeah, he's going to be the kid with the cast. He's got. He's the kid who's got something to talk about. You got to. You got to take. I mean, you. You got it. That's an opportunity. He's. He's got something. He's got Make, something. People yeah. can. Do people still sign casts? Is that a thing? <laughs> Lincoln, I looked at his cast. He comes home. He's got a bright lime green cast, and there's. Uh, he's already had people signing it, and I look, and uh, right where his watch would be, in big bold letters, it said. Don't give up with a thumbs up. And I'm like looking at the cast, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You got a lot of people to sign your cast. Who wrote that? Don't give up, thumbs up. And he was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I almost said it. Oh, man. Uh, He's got a great attitude. I bit my tongue. I wasn't truthful, as we'll get you. So filter this conversation through the one we have with Lizzie if I should have said something. But what Don't I was thinking was, well, you don't write on your own cast, son. But I couldn't fault him because he drew a thumbs up and everything. So yeah, don't right. give up. Yeah, what yeah. time is it? Time to not give up. <laughs> and you know what? So far, uh, he hasn't, he given, hasn't up. given up. He hasn't given up. Well, it's because the, the cast is still on. Yeah. I, I take it giving up means don't give up on making up a great story every time someone at my new school asks me what happened. Right. I think is what it really means. He's, you know what? Now, the thing that you really gotta worry about in these situations when, you, when you've got something that then leads to a story is you got to have the details down. So you're a good storyteller. 
I know he, he, he may have inherited that, but I don't know if you've given him the tools yet because you got, he's gotta use terms like sick head fake. You know, he's gotta. You oh, gotta, I don't even think it's related to basketball. Oh. I think it's related to like an expedition in the Amazon. Okay, well that's in direct contradiction to everything that we're about to talk about in this podcast and whether or not it's okay to lie. Okay, you can give him the false story that he can give to some people, but I'm saying the sensationalized, slightly exaggerated, sick head fake story that mm -hmm. will get him a lot of street cred. That's all I'm saying, this is an opportunity, he needs to take advantage of it, you need to give him the tools. The, the vocab tools. And then he can write that on his cast. And he can write he can the story read and look it down. Verbatim. Well, don't give up on this podcast as we take a moment to show some love to our sponsors. Hey, Mythical Beast, did you know that every episode of Ear Biscuits is now available on Spotify? Hmm. I know what you're thinking. Wait, Spotify has podcasts? Well, yes. Your place for all things music now has the world's most popular podcasts. Which means it has this podcast, Ear biscuits. And you know what? I actually saw some tweets about this very subject, right? Nurmu Kunkel tweeted at us, found ear biscuits on Spotify, exclamation point. My days are so much better. Tanner McCall tweeted, I just found out Rhett and Link have a podcast on Spotify. Mind blown. So I think what we're learning is if you want to have your mind blown or have days that are so much better, then you can listen to us on Spotify. To stream Ear Biscuits on Spotify, open the app, tap browse, and look for us in the podcast section. Follow us and all your favorites to get new episodes dropped into your library as soon as they drop. For more, head to spotify.com slash podcasts. And now, on to the biscuit. So here we are uh, with Lizzie. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Is you that say, a lie? Uh, are you yeah, already lying? Probably. Anytime we can ask you to 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 show up on Ear Biscuits and you'll do it. Actually, yeah, I like doing this. Did you feel like you had a choice? No. <laughs> see, <laughs> see that right that's there from the beginning. Yes, yes see, I did. When, yes, when I did. I could have said no. I but, wanted to be here. But when it's when an answer or retort is a little awkward or self-incriminating, then you're, you, you can believe that it's not a lie. So right off the bat, that's, that's what I'm offering. It's to, disarming. To this, to this conversation. It's like, well, you don't have anything to gain by saying what you just said. Right. You have a lot to lose. Sure. Matter of fact, you're fired. Bye. So <laughs> it seems like what you're saying is that it's all about positioning and just you know leveraging for your own Benefit, which you know, I'm saying, if you assume that people are lying, then um, you can have a good good reason to believe that they're not and that you're wrong if what they said doesn't benefit them in any way. That's all I'm really saying. Well, you're saying that it's ulti ultimately a manipulation. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. But I mean, there's the other thing of uh, you know, if somebody says I'm not lying and then follows it up with something else, they're like almost certainly lying. That's that's a right. clue you can usually it's look like for. Like saying I'm not a racist, right? You probably so, are. Okay, Rhett, this listen, listen. We're not talking about that. That'll be another podcast. <laughs> if uh, you're a racist, no, just oh, maybe no. racism in general, man. Oh, oh, okay, that's better. Okay, um, <laughs> but I am very excited about this conversation because what we're trying to do, and I think this is the first of its type on Ear Biscuits, is we're trying to have a conversation in the context of community, CCC, like 
Central Carolina Community College. Oh, I love that place. Uh, it was in between Bowie's Creek and Lillington, and we would drive it past. Hopefully, it. still is there. I didn't attend it, but uh, lots of fine people did. Lots of great I degrees. I feel like I learned there. a lot just going past that community it's college. It's a two-year school. I'm sure they're doing great. Now, listen. The thing that excites me is that we're going to have a conversation about uh, is it ever okay to lie, mm-hmm. but we're not just going to have a conversation. The three of us. Not just the two of us, it's not just the three of us. It is the wider community of mythical beasts. So, um, I don't know, this is d- definitely an experimental thing and it's not like, oh, going through fan questions is some monumental innovative thing and we're the only people to ever do it. But I think that what we've learned over the years uh, in making content for the mythical beast is that this isn't just this, we've talked about this a million times, this is not a one-way relationship where we create entertainment and they just consume it. This is uh, there's a relationship and there's a back and forth, and uh, a lot of that conversation may kind of pivot around the, the content that we put out there, but through the devices of social media, and I guess that's the way that we talk to most people, sometimes in person, um, this is an ongoing conversation, usually about the things we're creating, but because we talk about and have the opportunity to talk about a lot of different things on your biscuits, we are like, what if we talked about things that people actually it has nothing at all to do with entertainment. It was just stuff that people think about in their lives, in their everyday experience. And can we, as a community, kind of arrive at something? I'm not saying at the end of this podcast that we're gonna know that what the mythical beast herd rules are about lying. Well, but I got feel a pretty like good selection. We will have taken a step towards maybe helping all of us understand a little bit better about mm-hmm. this particular concept. Well. And I'm. I just want to hear funny stories about people who've well, lied. Yeah, that's well. That's what I was. <laughs> that's saying. what I'm here for. The whole thing was dishonest. The whole intro was dishonest, and <laughs> yeah. you just called it out. You're a liar, right? Um. So, Lizzie, we ask you to, um, to cull mm-hmm. some some input from mythical beasts about lying. Yeah, got some very interesting you got responses. Some little white lies, mm-hmm. big hairy lies, sure. all types of stuff. Um, but I, I think before you present what you found, we I, I want to hear that the three of us are willing to talk about when we've lied because I mean we joked about it some, but we've all lied in one form or another. Oh yeah, and it, and we've got to we've got to we've got to be a part of this. We're not just going to put it on. Um, the the tweets and Facebook comments that you're gonna read, right? Yes. I, I, would, I would go as far as to say that I'm not just a liar. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a disposition towards dishonesty in many different interactions. Most of them I- inconsequential as most people would consider them. What I mean is that my problem with honesty is not a uh, I have like a deep moral flaw and I cheat on my taxes and, I, and, and I'm doing these things that most people would consider like immoral. It's more, I have a tendency to just kind of well socially flatter people. Yeah, in a, give me in an a, example. Laughing at something that's not funny. That's dishonest. I do it all the time with you especially. <laughs> that's not true. No, no, no I'm saying. Not with me, man. No, I'm not talking. You know, you in in between the two of us, I'm you don't much, laugh at all. I'm no, I was joking. I'm much worse <laughs> about this. But if me and you, you know, no, how, no, you weren't joking about laughing at other people's jokes, though, right? No, no, I'm saying that between you and me, you don't laugh. No, you you only you only no, laugh honestly. No, no, no. I'm saying if me and you are hanging out with someone, mm-hmm. especially someone we don't really know that well, 
and they say a joke that's bad or they say something like, I'm much more likely to laugh at laugh for them to make them feel, and you're much more likely to be honest and if it wasn't funny to not laugh. That's like, I feel like I oh, personally yeah. that's a flaw of But mine. if I say the joke. It's always it, funny you, you if you it, say it, Link. Well, it's always right? funny, well, yes, because, but if it wasn't, well, you wouldn't laugh. Because we have a, we've got a com- comedy bit going here. I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm doing, I'm, I'm not laughing at you for comedic effects. <laughs> <laughs> that's different, that's a professional relationship. That was fake. Oh, now I'm worried. No, Have I ever real. said that a joke real. that you were like, "That's terrible," and then you laughed at it? Yeah, definitely. Well, right? if you do it in that order, it doesn't I don't, work. I don't recall. If you say that uh-huh. joke was terrible, <laughs> then you kind of know that the laugh is disingenuous. I'm just I, say- now I don't know. I'm just saying I have the disposition socially to be dishonest. Most people would yeah. think that it was common courtesy, but and I don't want to get into this now because I, I I've actually well, been thinking. It, but that's I've been a, thinking about this. Let's but just take that as an example. That's me. In a nutshell, with my nutshell, with my dishonesty, I'm still suffering. Sorry, my throat is still suffering. <laughs> so I, I'm prepared to jump in and, and talk about when I've lied, but I, and I hope you are as well. I am. I well, because when you guys asked me to do this podcast and you said, "Are you comfortable sharing a story about when you've lied?" I was like, "Sure." And then I started thinking back in a on, vacuum, right? Before, before you thought of. Well, all the specifics. No, I don't mind. I, I okay. started thinking it through and I was like, I, th- I had a similar epiphany to you, which is that I realized I think I just accidentally lie a lot or, or lie to keep the status quo or, you know, not not be quote unquote rude about something. But mm-hmm. um, it was more that when I was thinking back on any life experiences where I lied, I couldn't find a single one where I had lied and it had turned out well. <laughs> so mm. even if it was something little, like the the story that I can share today was not a big or serious thing, but it immediately turned around and and bit me in the butt, almost literally, which you'll find out about. Oh, yeah, well, that's a teaser. If I've ever yeah, heard that's a she's giving a teaser there. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you want to go? Do you do you want do we want to hear from uh, a mythical beast? Sure. What? What? How about before we get into the questions, if we just just I, if we could just state our general opinion, yes or no. Okay. Is it ever okay to lie? Okay, just just for starters to, to throw that out there. I'll, I'll start by saying that I think if you are lying to protect the safety no, of right, yourself. Don't, don't, don't reason it out, just give me a yes or no. Yes. Yes. And I can explain what, why. You're just asking for a yes or no answer? Yeah. For no re- with no reasoning? Okay. Give you. Give you. And what's your what, okay, what's your yeah. answer? My, yes my or no? reasoning is yes. If it's if it's to protect yourself or someone else, then yes. Okay. Like there's there's the thing of if there's a murderer at the door and the murderer is asking you about the location of their next victim, are you going to be honest and say where they are? Or are you going to lie? Okay. You would lie. Well, I would lie. Well, I wouldn't even respond because my lie would be that I'm not there. Well, it's not you. It's someone else is getting murdered. You can't just like opt out of the situation. uh, Excuse me, I'm a murderer. I want (laughs) to see if uh, your next door neighbor's there. It's like, well, it's it's like someone shows up. I'm also not here all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lying. I'm lying to protect my tail. Sure. Someone shows up and says they're going to kill Red. What if they caught you? What if they barged in, they broke in, and you're there in the living room? Is Red hiding under the couch? Yeah. Because I'm trying to kill him. Right. Yes or no? Is it okay to to lie about that? Yes, that seems like an easy question. Yeah, and well, so, uh, it's I, not necessarily though. People would disagree with you on that. Mm, so Some people would. So, I, th- I I can't think of many examples, but I the the examples that I think of in my own life, I feel like well, no harm was done, or, but was there? Mm-hmm. Or could a lot, could good have been done if I would have 
told the truth. Like I, I'll give an example okay. because I, I just don't, I can't give my simple answer. Because I would just say no. I would say yes. There has to be occasions where it's okay to lie because, boy, that's, that's a tough stance to say. No, you can never lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last night I was at um, the Olive Garden with my family. How did that happen? Um, we were <laughs> did in a you cer- take a wrong turn. <laughs> we were in a. Now I'm not going to dog Olive Garden. I have not been to an Olive Garden. Yeah, when you're there, you're easily. Family over 10 years I've not been to an Olive Garden and I did not bring up the Olive Garden but it turns out we were in a neighborhood and the kids knew there was one and we're like they've been watching commercials no they saw the sign Hmm. they knew this area and um, I was like let's grab something to eat and all three of them said Olive Garden (laughs) and because they had like talked amongst themselves that there was an Olive Garden there and I'm like Olive Garden (laughs) I haven't eaten there in over 10 years. But the breadsticks, I remember the breadsticks yeah. from way back. My mom and I used to go a lot when I, when I was in middle school, uh, which was more than 10 years ago. I've been after that. <laughs> but the thing that put me over the edge is my three kids have never agreed on a place to go. Okay. So we went to Olive Garden. None of this is pertinent to the story except we were at an Olive Garden. Okay. So I'm sorry for dragging this out. And we're sitting down there and the breadsticks come. That was the one thing I was looking forward to until the next thing, which will be like the salad, and then the next thing, which will be like the lasagna. Or that trio, they got a trio of three things, we can get a lasagna and two other things. Not a sponsor. I remember I used to, I remember I used <laughs> to get that. But maybe one day, and then I'll change my mind. So I was, I was pretty excited once I got there, <laughs> and a little embarrassed. Okay. And um, they got the breadsticks, and I was like, to the whole family, I was like, dang, these breadsticks are hard as a rock. These are not as good as I remember them being. And then the waitress says, how is everything? And I realized she was right there. She was oh, right wow. there. Okay. Oh, no. Like, literally. Her head, she could have, like, stuck her tongue out and licked me. So she probably heard you. She didn't. She's been okay. trained. She's a waitress at Olive She Garden. hears breadsticks, and she just turns right off. <laughs> so literally, it was that close. I was, it, in, in um, time, I was like, these breadsticks are hard as a rock. This is not, I remember them being great. How is everything? That was the timing of and it. And, of course, you said... Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's great. The lie that I hope everybody along with me can agree that they that they lie when put in that situation. Sometimes I say it's bad and I ask for a new thing. Yes. That's, that's something but, I started see, doing that, this year. The reason why you lie is because the awkwardness associated with that type of exchange and yeah. then like this, the self questioning and every it's just a derailment of your whole evening <laughs> that, of, of trying to it's not worth it getting something good to eat in, it's not worth getting hot, okay. soft breadsticks. <laughs> right. So, d- just to be honest, because of all the social awkwardness, the reason why I lied was so that it wouldn't feel awkward to yeah, me. Yeah, I completely understand and completely yeah. relate. And I'm worse than you are in being dishonest in those situations. Yeah. Here's what I'll say I don't want to get into, because I have a theory about this. It's a theory in development, and we can, I don't want to get into it now because I want to get into some questions. But you both stated what I think are. The prevail it's sort of the, this sort of the prevailing cultural um, perspective on dishonesty, which is, of course, there are times when you should be dishonest when somebody's life is in danger, your personal safety is at, at stake, and then sort of the second layer is, of course, dishonesty is okay when you're avoiding some sort of cultural hurt. Well, that's not I, worth the time. No, that I wouldn't call it. Call, I, I think there's two different things being presented. One is those are two. I'm saying there's a two totally separate things. Two separate things. That's, that's what I'm One saying. One is it's okay to 
it's okay to lie if it protects someone or yourself from but what, harm. What, no, but what I'm saying is bo- both other, of those things are, every, almost everyone agrees with those two things. Right, and the yeah. other one is what? It's okay to lie as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Now I think That's we can all- That's a way of stating it, yeah. I think, but mm-hmm. if you state it that way, uh, I don't I don't know, I might be on shaky ground. And that second one is the one that I'm beginning to think differently about. But let's get into some questions uh, or comments or whatever they are, stories. Sure, so uh, the first one that stood out to me is from Elizabeth uh, Reich, maybe? Reich, I don't know. Uh, you got a great name. It's anytime someone asks, isn't my newborn beautiful? Do that, do, wow. do they do that? Yeah. And now they're, they're never. It's been beautiful. a long time since I've had a newborn, almost seven years. So I don't remember ever, ever asking someone. It is an is uncommon it, question, but it is a common situation. They're so squishy. So ma- ma- this this was a way of cutting to the very specific, probably not very realistic, question scenario uh, where they ask you. But what the typical scenario is? Here's the baby. Here's the baby. Mm-hmm. You're supposed, now you say something nice. You're supposed to say something nice. <laughs> but doesn't matter if it's true. But there are ugly babies. We can all acknowledge well, that. And let me tell you, just first of all, the whole situation with ch- little babies yeah. and me, I'm I'm not. My hands are too big. I'm too high off the ground. Sure. I'm worried about dropping them. That I wasn't seems like a good combination. Holding my own children. If you're gonna mm-hmm. be tall like touching little babies. and you're holding babies, you want your hand to be big. I do not deal with. You don't want to have little hands and a tall body. I just then don't you don't want to hold a baby. I don't know, but just feel like they could slip through with yeah. two, two of my fingers. I have clammy hands. I'm afraid it's just gonna slide out and like I've a little sea too. otter or something. They could. They're they're slick, especially right when they Ugh, come out. Gross. I don't do well with births or deaths. <laughs> Somebody dies, I don't know how to comfort oh, you. Oh, I love death. Somebody somebody what? is Who born, I don't know how to compliment. But the situation at hand. This is this is great cuz this is yeah. this isn't what we just talked about with the waitress, which is somebody you don't know. This, this is somebody this is that you, know. you do know and you're going to tell them that their baby is beautiful. It's typically the word yes. that you use, right? Or so cute. Yeah, I mean, I was a really hideous baby and I'm sure people said I was adorable and I looked like Winston Churchill in a bow. So I think you have to find a way to say something fine. that is kind. I think the holy grail is something that's kind and truthful. So you pick the one good thing about the baby? Well, that's gonna no, be weird. No, you say something like, you're, his feet you're, are <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> yeah. Or just like more nebulous, like, Yes, little Jared is such a beautiful concept. Oh, like, he looks smart. Like a new no. being coming into the world is a beautiful thing, well, isn't it? You, what, you, you make it like uh, Yeah, there's lots of tactful ways around it. You there's lots it, of tactful ways around it. Just say it's beautiful. Like what is the point of being like- Well, that's like, a lie. Well. He's th- got your nose, there's Jared. Gotta be, there's a needle yeah. to thread here. He's got your nose. Your nose happens to be horribly ugly. <laughs> But no, we, we, we you don't have to say Leave that. Leave that, that part was, out. But Jared, yeah. no, Jared's daddy knows. Yeah, that. Which he raises knows. a different issue: is withholding the full truth. Is that lying? I don't. I don't believe so. Mm. Uh, it I, is I, lying. lying by if, omission, right? If, no. If you say no. It, the baby is oh, but if you say the baby's beautiful <laughs> and the baby's not, and you don't think the baby's beautiful, well, that's a lie. Yeah. Well, we, I, I didn't want to get into this yet because part of my working theory. You keep not wanting to get into <laughs> things. My, part of my working. What are we here for? My part. Part of my working theory is that we would all be better off if we made a cultural agreement that the truth was so important that it was okay to speak it at any time in any situation. So if I wanna hold myself to that, then I would say that 
If Jared's baby is ugly, I don't know who Jared is in this situation. You mentioned Jared. Jared was the baby, Jared was but the now baby. The Jared oh. Senior is the dad. Jared Junior and Jared Senior. Yeah. I think if I go if I go with this theory that I'm saying that I believe the world would ultimately be a better place if you tell Jared his baby is ugly. Uh, if, just if he if he has signed the cultural contract that. But what yeah. is That's what you get when you? But what is ugly? First of all, I mean, we're bringing right. in a lot of different things. But say, Jared, I don't personally find your baby appealing. I find your baby repulsive. If you were to say that, <laughs> that oh. was that would be that would be true. But that doesn't mean it's even tolerable. But in the That's context, bad. in the context of you can, but something can be true and bad. Something can be false and good. But in the context of day, today's culture that would ruin, it would do a lot of things. It would ruin your relationship with Jared yeah. and Jared Jr. You would never have a relationship with him again. Because do you either, want it though? It's an ugly baby, y- right? Y- uh, true, but you know, sometimes they grow up to be beautiful. Just kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, there's a whole lot of other things pent up in this conversation <laughs> about our perception of beauty, which we're just using this as an example. Yeah. There is no baby Jared that's ugly or pretty, okay? No. This is just an example. But I you think wanna, all babies you are hideous, wanna, that's my opinion. So. But you want, what? Well, mine what? weren't. Oh, I just they, are, they were C-sections. Your babies are great. I'm just saying in general. Great. When they like come out of a, a man-made, <laughs> a man-made hole, they're all man-made. Then they're beautifuler than if they come out of like the God-made hole. Yeah, my head was real squishy and pointy when I came out. So mm. that's okay. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Um, you're you're saying the world would be a better place if if everybody played off the same. Playbook of honesty. That's let's let's continue to explore that. There would be repercussions, and it would be it's it'd be like ripping a huge bandaid off of us as, well, as I don't a, know as how we would do it. That's that's a secondary thing. But yeah, nobody's going to agree to this. It's the only problem. So practically, it'll never happen. So I think well, it's it's about threading the needle of the the people who don't have who enough 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 sense to not ask what what do you. What do you think of little Jared? If they don't have, uh, you shouldn't. You should show mercy on that person. What if they specifically asked you? Should, you got to thread the needle. What if, if they specifically asked me? What if they me, said, you know what? I'm just been. What? Now, first of all, <laughs> no one's going to do this. But if they were to be like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Do you think my baby's ugly? Because I'm starting to worry. Oh no! <laughs> I would be like, well, let's go. First of all, let's not be in public. I would definitely lie. Let, let's make sure that it's just the two of us, so no one else can hear this. And you're asking me to be brutally honest. But honesty could also include, well, first of all, Jared, it doesn't matter whether yeah. or not Jared is ugly or not because what is beauty? Jared, I'm sure Jared will find someone one day or not find someone if that's not important to him. Because I think, yeah. it, what, what is beauty? But I think strictly that, speaking, if you wanna know my aesthetic opinion about your kid, I could give it to you if you want. No, no. Right, but but you I don't really... think it would be profitable. I don't think it would be profitable. Which yes. probably is a hint at the fact that I think your baby's hideous. Right, and yeah. you would leave it at that, and then they would say, yes, I really wanna know, and then you would say, but I think you thread the needle first and you say, I'm not the best judge of babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, there's an easier way to yeah. say, if you press me, you're not gonna like the results. But there are I, baby because judges. Because I've signed the pact. Yeah, who there is are the baby best judges. judge of I mean, babies? They start pageants at very young ages now, Jared. Yeah. And you can you but can I go don't to those. Recommend people. your baby going to one. Make of them. a Craigslist ad. I'm sure they'll show up. It is a great way to start oh, building no. a college fund, though. But your kid should probably look elsewhere. Yeah, maybe not self confidence though. But I'm not sure. Okay. So, so, but you want to be? I would love to be the person that could thread the needle. You would love to be the person that lived in a society where everyone agreed. Because this is going to come back and bite you, brother. People are going to be honest about you. Well, here's the thing. 
I think there's a lot of things to be sacrificed if we move to a place where truth is actually important to us. I don't, be- now first of all, I don't believe that truth is important to many of us or even really any of us because we tend to be, mm. we tend to think that uh, we're being very rational when everything we know about the brain at this point shows us that even the things that we think are rational decisions are usually things that are uh, coming for, from the more emotionally driven parts of our brain and then you know, our frontal cortex, the more rational part of the brain is actually just confirming what actually happened in the emotional parts of our brain. So even when we think we're being rational, we're actually leading with our emotions. But all that being said, so we're not we're not we're not chasing truth. We're chasing happiness. Yeah, so survival. We're chasing the only things that we can based on the the millions of years of evolution that created the brain that we have and the way that we approach the world, and we're doing the best that we can with it. I agree with that. So when a waitress asks me, "What do you think?" and I don't really like the breadsticks, I lie because I'm chasing the quickest way to get through a, a meal that I enjoy, which which means no awkwardness for me and well, because ultimately, because well, in a simplistic way, because ultimately, it benefits your your ultimately your experience and your survival if you have as little conflict with that waitress, especially if you initiate conflict with that waitress that's unnecessary, and all of a sudden she turns out to be crazy and she pulls out a knife and stabs you because she really cares about the breadsticks mm. at Olive Garden. Yeah. Well, she's she that committed. She could have stabbed me with a breadstick because they were hard as a so rock. So what I'm saying is that just socially, everything that has existed. Uh, for eons has reinforced you not really valuing honesty, but valuing getting yourself through a situation. So honesty right. is kind of a, is an afterthought. But I believe that now that we actually have control over our own evolution, you know, we're, we're conscious beings and cultural evolution is happening faster Speak for yourself. than biological evolution, we actually stand a chance to implement things like we're going to see truth differently. We're gonna hijack and commandeer our brain to be used for different things than it was in the past and actually value truth more than we have in the past. I think we, we have the ability to do that in the in now and into the future. Well, that doesn't but give you a be, right to not be kind, but so there you still will be got to thread the needle. Okay. I think practically that's what we have to figure out because you're not, you're not president yet. Yet. Sure. I believe in you, right? Okay. Well, to be the thing about threading the needle and, and doing something to lying to make people feel better, uh, that is the experience that I will share. Um, share I thought it. I was doing the right thing. Well, share it. Um, I was. Were you at Olive Garden too? No, I can't eat anything there, but it does smell good. So mm, it's like coffee. Yeah. Um, we also got fried. Lasagna bites, which Ew. I laughed. How could when, those not be good? I laughed when I saw that on the menu. Which, <laughs> and then you ordered which, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It was. I. I. Sometimes I laugh. I order by laughing. Okay. Um. All right. So I. I was a camp counselor. I may have told you guys this at some point, but I was a, a camp counselor the summer between college and coming out to LA. So oh, I wow. was like twenty-one. Um. I had a cabin full of at the camp that you like did all your summer camps at. Yeah, that I went to when I was a kid and I loved. Um, and I had a bunch of twelve-year-old girls in my cabin, and we had a bat that got into the cabin, and it was in the cabin every night for like three nights. We couldn't get rid of it. Uh, didn't know what to do. And in Maine, because bats carry rabies, if you can't catch the bat and mm. you aren't sure whether or not it like I don't know drooled in your eyeball, you're supposed to go get a rabies shot. <laughs> so. 
all these kids oh were really scared about getting a rabies shot. And, you know, the other counselors were like, you just got to get them to do it. Like, you know, it's it's optional, but they really should do it. And so they offered a rabies shot at the camp? No, we had to go to the, like, Southern Maine Medical Center. So it's I was like, it's mm. a fun field trip. Like, we're going to get ice cream after. It's going to be so fun. And they were like, it sounds like it's going to hurt. And here's where I lied. <laughs> and I said, no, guys, I've had a rabies shot before. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's so fine. I was like, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to get one myself because I was in there with you guys. And you know what? You can watch me get it so you'll know that it's not a scary experience. Oh, no. And here's where I made a crucial mistake. Um, let them watch. I let them watch. Yeah. Uh, and so like a couple of them came back with me because they wanted to watch. <laughs> one was smart enough not to do it. And um, somebody knew you were lying. Yeah. So I got back there and I'm like trying to keep my cool and, you know, be like, I know what I'm doing. I've been, this is, a, you know, not my first time at the rodeo, kids. <laughs> but everything they're saying, I'm like getting sweatier and sweatier because it's not at all what I expected. And they're like, okay, so we're basing the amount of goo in each shot. I mean, I'm sure they didn't say goo, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, they injected you with goo. Yeah. Rabies goo. Okay. So the amount of rabies goo in each shot is dependent on your weight. And obviously, I'm the, heaviest one there so I got the most goo and they had to split it up into two shots because I needed to and then I didn't realize that they do it in your butt yeah. So now we're already in a bad hey, kids, territory. You can watch. <laughs> yeah. I can't be like you should get out of here. So they stayed in and I'm like on my hands and knees on the on the table in the doctor's <laughs> office. And the nurses said, "Okay, we're going to do it on 3." And I thought they were just going to do one shot. And these needles are like this big. <laughs> and she did them both at the same time in both of my butt cheeks oh, and gosh. I blacked she, out. She double fisted the shots. Yes. I passed out and I woke up to them screaming because I <laughs> blacked out and like had a nosebleed and I woke up like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It didn't feel bad. See, kids? It was so easy. Was, I fell asleep. Your so turn, children. Then they had to do it? They had to all do it. I'd gone first and I felt so bad. And they were like, we thought you said you'd done it before. And I had to be like, I lied. <laughs> and then it like burned and hurt to sit down and then by the end I was just like it's bad just get in there like just let them do it wow so that was a situation where it turned around and it was um, I shouldn't have lied I should have just been like don't watch me because it's bad it'll bite you in the butt it did bite me Both in the butt cheeks. right because yeah. that, that one seems like a pretty straightforward one in retrospect right so yeah there was no reason for me to lie there you, you could have said possibly should have said definitely should have said uh, you know what? I actually have reason to believe that these shots are very painful, but you know what? The effect of rabies will be much more painful, yeah. if not deadly, if we don't get these shots. And so we don't have a choice. We have to do it. Sometimes you have to do difficult things, kids. Yeah, okay. That would have been a better learning experience than saying, it's great, and then just blacking out in front of them. That's not the best. Yeah. But there are many situations like that where you I'm feel sure they like- learn from your failure. You, you know, yeah, they did. Maybe a, maybe an even uh, better situation would be like when you're trying to get somebody to do something um, that you know is not going to harm them or whatever, and you like make up some statistic about, you know, well, I mean, this is actually true, but you know, like I know your wife is like, uh, she gets, she doesn't do it very much anymore, but she doesn't like flying. Um, and the, you got the statistic, well, you're actually much more likely to die on the way to the airport in the car than you are in the in the plane. Well, that's actually true. That's a good statistic, right? But 
conceivably there would be a situation where you knew that she was gonna be fine but you said something to her to get her to calm down while she while you were tr- you were trying to fly, right? I mean, that if I were a better person, yes, I would do that. But I, I tended to kind of snicker and oh, blank, and or just sleep. That was how you dealt with it. Yeah, um, but, but I will it, point out that Lizzie was she was lying in order to save their lives. Well, I mean, but it would have been better if I'd just told the truth. Well, no, because I think what what you I guess what you were feeling was at stake was that they may refuse the shot, right. and then their lives are in your hands. A kid gets rabies because of you. Well, because of a bat. Well, because of you. Okay. Because you couldn't get rid of the bat. I couldn't. I tried to catch it for three nights in a yeah, row. I had a yogurt container and an oven mitt. Catch the bat, then okay. none of this would well, have that, happened. Okay. Well, but, uh, but she was trying to protect them by yeah. lying. So it's if not that, that was cut, the case. I, I think your error is not that. The error was letting them watch. <laughs> yeah, the error was not only am I lying, but I've also said to you, I want to prove to you I'm not lying. Right. And 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 you can't. Sometimes you can't prove that. Yeah. Because you're lying. Well, and to your point about like making up a statistic, there's actually somebody who made a comment about this. This okay. is interesting. Okay. So, Tiffany Mendoza said, "My parentheses at the time, five-year-old daughter didn't want to hold my hand crossing the street. She's run out in front of a car before by wriggling out of my grip while my other hand was carrying groceries, and I nearly had a heart attack. So." I told her that the greasy spots in the parking lot were from kids that didn't hold mommy or daddy's hand and they got squished. Needless oh, to say, she's now much more careful in parking lots and near roads. So how does that feature into your It's an interesting thing, like the why, it's, that's like a wives tale lie. You know, it's interesting right. how it's you like. it's not true? Those some, greasy spots are not children? Yeah, they could be. Um, I actually don't know what they are. No, we've determined that they're gum. Oh. Yeah. Um, and other sticky stuff, and just oil, oil slick. from cars. Oil yeah, slicks I think cars. it's just oil. But it turns out that old wives have a knack for weaving tales that are the great thing about them is that they're memorable. They stick with you, you know. Um, whereas if you would have, if the mom would have told the truth, that's just like, well, you could get hit by a car. Something about it doesn't resonate with the child, or it doesn't. So I understand like the the well-meaning approach to to such a ridiculous lie totally understand it but isn't isn't this what we're doing okay so yeah. if you, you the thing is is that we're not choosing between two options if the options were if you do not tell this lie your daughter is at risk Okay, so obviously if you just distill it down to those two options then you're justified and because from a moral standpoint um you know, protecting your daughter from becoming a greasy spot on the road is more important. There's more; it's a higher moral calling than not telling her a fairy tale, right? But those aren't the two. It's not. It's actually. It, it, there's more options than that, right? There's a higher option, which is I can tell her the truth about what will happen to her if, and it may not be as fun, and it may not be as immediately compelling, but. As I think about my relationship with my daughter, as I think about you know what my word means to her, and I'm listen, I'm nothing against Tiffany. I do, I do, I tell my kids stories all the time. It's one of my hobbies is just to make stuff up that not even to teach them a lesson, just because it entertains me. So I'm not yeah, speaking from a moral screw, high ground here, but yeah, I'm saying you, that you screw with the kids all the time. Theoretically, I'm saying that as a society, as a species, if we could 
call ourselves to a higher standard where we were like, you know what? I'm going to tell my kid the truth about the situation because I feel like ultimately they will benefit more if they just understand the truth of the situation and act on it as opposed to having to be told a story in order to be compelled. Listen right. here, kindergarten child of mine. <laughs> if you don't hold my hand while crossing the street, you're gonna get hit by a car. It's not gonna kill you instantaneously. It'll it'll probably hurt a whole lot. There'll be some internal bleeding. I mean, a little bit of blood will be coming out of your nose, maybe your ears, maybe even your eyes, but it's all the blood inside of you in places that it shouldn't be mm. that's ultimately gonna kill you very slowly while I'm calling 911 trying to get you to the hospital. To be fair, this would work, I think. And I, I I kind lot, of I agree with you. It takes a lot more work though, and it's not fun. But it's not it more work fun. down right. the road though, because the issue with telling these these types of stories to kids, and I I I don't think my parents did a lot of this to me. It's probably why I'm very anxious. They told me the truth a lot. Mm. Um, but it, if you do tell a kid something like the greasy spot story, at some point they're going to find out that it's not true. And when they do find that out, then all of a sudden your the value of your word goes down a little bit. And also then they're maybe not. When they know it's not true, they're like, well, I'm not gonna get hit by a car. I'm not gonna look when I'm jaywalking, uh, you know, whatever. But I don't know, I'm contradicting myself now because the more I think about it, stories are so compelling, right? I mean, that's that's how we, as a, that's how humans have like defined who we are. We make up stories about how we got here and every culture has a story of how we got here and why we're here and, yeah. you know, they, they don't line up with the science, but, they're compelling and they actually bring us together as cultures and I don't know there's a there's a reason that we're that we're compelled by these stories whether or not they're they're not they're true or not so I don't know maybe maybe I'm I've got some unrealistic thing where I'm like calling people to some sort of robotic state which is like you said a lot less fun the story the Grimm's fairy tales are very fun and we, as we talked about on the show before I think you did the research for that yeah. episode they were all intended to teach kids lessons, mm -hmm. and they were actually much more grim yeah, originally than, than than the the updated versions. But I don't know. I does just, the re does the result or the fun had in the process justify the dishonesty? I, I think you know. I, it's it's not a rational thing to to make the greasy spot story up, but there are plenty of people who do it not like you for the fun of it. So I mean, we're we're making light of it, saying it's for fun. I don't I don't think they do it for fun. I think they do it. Because well you innately motivated. know that story is is effective, more effective is what I already said. But I don't I so but is I don't know how it? to thread that needle. Well, is it technically a lie is the other question. Because technically, quote unquote, a lie has to be an intentionally false statement or you know, you're you have to be trying to deceive someone in order for it to be a lie. So misinformation is not technically a lie. So if if the I guess my question there would alternative be alternative facts. Are we talking about alternative facts? Uh, sure, misinformation. I guess uh, if well, if you are intending to deceive, if you know what you are saying is untrue and you are actively intending to deceive with misinformation, then that is a lie. But if you're not, if you're just disseminating misinformation, uh, that's not a lie, even if it's incorrect, even if what's coming out of your mouth is wrong, it's. Technically, not a lie. Your motivations matter. Your inten yeah, your intentions. It's, lying matter. is entirely about motivation. So, if the motivation is not so much to deceive your child as it is to stop them from running into the road, 
is that a lie? You will. It, you might not be a greasy spot on the road. You you could get hit by a car and die. So well, it's technically is it a, lie? a lie. I mean, if it if it my definition of a lie is if it doesn't match up with truth, uh, whether you know it or not. The Oxford English Dictionary disagrees with you. Mm. Well, I've been I've been screening their calls. <laughs> Yeah, I do think the, I I do think your your intent, but but I would say that this, but in the case of the mother and well, that's I guess a, that's I take, a lie. That was a lie because yeah. it was in, the intention was to deceive. Yeah, the, the, the intention was to deceive in order to in protect. order to protect. Right, but still the intention right. is there. That's true. Well, I guess I do agree with that. Not what I just said before that. <laughs> Are you lying? No. Give us another lie story. All right. Uh, oh, I like this one. Josh Summer Levinson said, I sometimes tell my husband that I have to poop and that he has to watch the kids, but I usually just- Oh, I thought, I, I sometimes tell my husband I have to poop and he has to watch. No. That's just weird. Watch me drop the kids off at the no. pool. Oh, God. <laughs> Good. You know I what? I was like, what is this comment you're reading? Some people enjoy that. That would be a public comment. If they want to do it in the privacy of their own home. I sometimes, yeah. so start over, because okay. I was in the wrong- Headspace. Okay. Headspace. Uh, all right. So I this uh, I sometimes tell my husband that I have to poop and that he has to watch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> usually just sneak in Oreos. Okay. So I'm sorry uh, that he has to watch the kids, but I usually just sneak in Oreos and eat them in the bathroom closet. Mm, that's if no I, way to live. If I told him the truth, he would want my Oreos. Sometimes all I need is peace and Oreos, so I don't lose it. I feel no shame. I support that. He well, just uh, wants to eat his Oreos in peace. I mean, it, listen, this is tough because she. he, he, the dad. Yeah. Th this is tough because obviously I don't. I mean, I I am one of these people. I'm the person who tells the kid the story. I'm the person who tells my wife I'm going to poop so I can eat Oreos in the closet. <laughs> I do it all the time <laughs> in the closet. In the, Why is he in the in bathroom the closet, closet? Is my other question. That's what she said. Water bathroom closet. Yeah. No, he's in the closet in the bathroom. So um, it's like he goes one step further. It's a bathroom inception. He's he's hidden inside uh, of the bathroom. Speaking of shame, I mean you go I mean you're going into the bathroom and then into a room inside of the bathroom. <laughs> right. What are you trying to hide? But Oreos. I, but again, so I'm not saying that I do this. But I just have to believe that, that, is, that ultimately is. the relationship would be enhanced if there if this kind of thing didn't exist. That's deception for nothing but selfishness. I mean, this is pretty clear cut. But, but he's I mean, gonna lose I, his mind if he doesn't not, eat the Oreos in the closet. It's not serious. He's I, not, well, it's not on the same level. Who, who he's is going he hurting? In, if if Oreo I'm, was another person. And he, you know, he was eating them in the closet. That would <laughs> that, be bad. That, that, that's a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be a problem, but sure. that's not what is happening. These are cookies, and cookie can also be someone's name. But yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Don't eat people. Is the moral so, of so this. I, I'm, so I don't fault this person. I'm just saying that I'm try. I just believe that if we just turn one more corner and we're like, you know what? That's serious. We don't do that. We don't tell those kinds of lies, even though it's about Oreos in the bathroom, we, we don't do it because we value honesty in a new and different way. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever gone into the bathroom to imply that I was pooping and I never <laughs> attempted to poop, but I do stay in there a lot longer than, than I need, need you to, to poop. Right. So, I mean, that is deception. I'm, I'm deceiving my family and they know it. Like they'll come knock on the door you're like, oh, no. get out of there. Oh, You're on your phone. 
I mean, so th- so you guys it, are not making me want. Kids. It's not even much of a deception. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's there's few places you can go that you can have any like Oreo time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or phone time, or just like, just not not having to answer to someone else's needs. Sure. It's selfishness, I, you know. But maybe there's no hope. Yeah. You know, I just maybe this is just maybe this is just all too ingrained. You know. It's just too ingrained. But if you say, but why can't you just come out and say, you know what? When dad's pooping, we all know that I'm not actually pooping, that I'm on my phone, or I just need some quiet time. This is my safe place that I want, I just want you to give me some space. So I'm not deceiving you. I'm, I'm only gonna go in here if A, I need to poop, or B, <laughs> I need to have some alone time. Oh, I, and and I just want to be real about that. And then there you go. It's it's it it. Everybody's on the same page. Well, and you know the advantage to that is that now the family understands that dad needs his Oreo time. Right, and you could you have know, it may, somewhere may, other than the bathroom maybe, if you wanted. Maybe they maybe mm-hmm. they need to understand that you have needs. It could mm-hmm. be a garage or a shed. But what about the what about the classic or your, the classic bedroom. example? Of a bedroom. <clears throat> somebody gets you, and this somebody may have submitted this question. Did anybody submit a question about getting a present from someone? Yeah, we got a bunch. Okay, so that that's the classic example that been thinking about this scenario. Let's lately, hear too. it then. Well, now I'm trying to find one of them. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, Megan Hester, when my son really wanted the commemorative GMM coin, I told him I missed the ordering deadline and wasn't able to get it for him. Gave it to him for Christmas. So she got him a gift and lied and said that she couldn't get it, and then she gave it to him. To Are make herself about- look even better. Well, right. this, this isn't well. This well, is, or this to, to the, make a bigger surprise. This is in the surprise party category, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is, I've planned something for you, and you say, "Where are we going? Oh, we're going here." But you're really going to a surprise party. Are we really like? Am I really willing to give up surprise parties? I don't even like surprise parties. No, oh, they're stressful. But as a culture, do I think that not lying for surprise parties is something that? needs to go away? I don't think so. No, because that's a fun lie, because then you're like, no, oh, you got me, it's, you know. But specifically with presents, what I'm talking about is grandma gets you a sweater. Oh. And you've already got the sweater. That situation. I, I think You it's, have to say you love it, you don't have a choice. But No, but what if you, but, but, no, but in the, in, the, in the new world that I'm trying to usher in, <laughs> but I'm not really sure if I want to usher it in, um, you tell grandma, grandma, I really appreciate this gift. You know what? I actually have this sweater already. We have a couple options. You know what? I could have a backup sweater. You got me a backup sweater. Or I really appreciate this, but I already have it and I'm totally fine with keeping it. You can do whatever you want to. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the gift. I appreciate the gesture. But but, but I'm letting you know I already have why this. Why do you have to let them know though? Couldn't you just say I really appreciate the gift? I love this silence. Sweater. Parenthetically, that's why I already have one. Right, you don't need to finish that sentence. So I, I like the way you're you're going with this. You're trying to maintain the truth, but do it in a way that is doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. You're trying to get the best of both worlds, which Perjury may proof. that may be the ultimate court of law, truth. the ultimate ethic. Thread that thread, needle. Thread the needle. I, I think the interesting thing is what if she trying. Says, do you already have this one? You, you got to yeah, you you say yes. That. Do you already have this one, and do you like it? Yes, and yes. If, again, if someone's asking pointed questions, I think you can either say, "Do you really want to know?" 
And then if they press, then you give them the answer. Okay. You, at a certain point, you, every needle can't be threaded. Some needles have no holes. That feels like a threat, like the do you really want to know, but that's good. That's probably better because they'll be like, oh, I guess not. But then you they, know. And I, mean, I kind of already know. They, they, right. they already know the answer when you yeah. say it like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a little scary. Right. I think the interesting thing is lying in, in order to, for the betterment of somebody else, which is like for a surprise party or something like that. But then there's certain times when you lie to protect them or to make their lives better, but you never know what, it, does the, is the truth always better? Like, here's another example. Um, my mom calls me on the phone. She lives on an opposite coast from me. She can't tell how well I'm doing, so she asks, how are you doing? And maybe I'm not doing well that moment, that day, or that month, who knows? I'm always very inclined to say, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like, I feel like she's pretty hamstrung to help me that I wouldn't wanna burden her with something that she's powerless to help with. So I would, I lie and tell her I'm okay. Now, this is mostly hypothetical. I'm not thinking of a specific are instance. You, are but, you doing okay? <laughs> but I'm, I am doing okay. Thank you for asking. And if you're right here in my presence and, but it, my instinct might be, if, if somebody's like, how are you? Be like, good. You know, in general, you say that in a small talk setting. Right. And I, I had one friend who was like, who would always be honest. And then the response most of the time would be like, they would never say this, but then they'd be like, whoa, it's like, that guy was actually honest. Now I've got to, well, and then he the told me exactly how he was, and, and now then I got to have happens, him. The conversation becomes about very focused on the person who said they weren't good. Right, your you're, problem. You're burdening somebody else, but, which is maybe okay, but but if it's like your mom, it, sometimes I might say like I'm okay, just because I wouldn't want to burden my mom. That seems like a good impulse, but you never know what good can come from the truth. It's like there's so much risk when you're justifying a lie. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more risk that's baggage to a lie than there is risk of the truth. Like the risk of awkwardness or hurting someone's feelings in the short term, again, you gotta thread the needle and be as kind as you can. But, in this, but this the risk in being truthful is much lower than being, um, than lying even for their own good. And how about this? So what if we agreed uh, you're not gonna get the whole human race to do this, but like, what, what if there was a small community of people who were like, we agree to be perfectly honest with each other, right? And your mom and you were in that community. Now, when your mom asks you how you're doing, if she is part of that agreement, she now knows that that is not an empty question. She knows that question has an answer, and that question may have an answer that is, I'm not doing too well, and now we're talking about how I'm doing. Well, I already knew that my mom. I'm not saying my she, mom. My, I already knew that my mom. That wouldn't be an empty question for my mom. Well, no, that's not. That's not what I mean. As opposed to small talk. No, but that, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying it was just small talk. What I'm saying is that if you move to this higher ethic, right, or the more <laughs> honest ethic, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and the people in the community agreed to that, the people's questions would be more calculated and more measured because it's like I'm not going to just how you doing is no longer a greeting because I only say it when I mean it and I cuz right now we're in this in between stage where we value honesty but we don't really value honesty we have all these cultural convention, conventions like saying how you doing when you meet somebody and the answer is supposed to be all right good fine mm -hmm. yeah I, I, yeah uh, you're switching the onus from like 
in terms of a question from the from the right now the onus is on the person who receives the question to discern did they really do they really want to know the answer to that question or what do they want to hear and then it's the it's the question of are you going to give them what they want to hear D- does that person really don't want to know how I'm doing or are they just being friendly and think about all in a simple think situation. about all the things that might change and who knows may I don't know I I'm not a historian uh, maybe there's a culture that in some it, it, people have valued honesty differently in the past. Maybe there's some some people group that like were valued this more. And I I would love to see like how gift giving and all these other things were ingredients were impacted by somebody who really values honesty to like a, almost a obsessive level. Like that would be an interesting social experiment. It, obviously, there's been movies about it. Liar, liar. Oh yeah. Um, but like if everybody agreed to be that honest, like what, well, what would happen happened, culturally? What happened in Liar Liar? Well, he learned about himself. He learned that he lied too much and that there was a happy medium to strike in terms of lying and he got his family back because he was brutally honest, right? Am I making that up? If so, I'm gonna write a new movie that's it's that. It's been so long well, since He I've was seen like that hit movie. in the head and then he could only tell the truth, right? No, it's like a magic thing, yeah, I think. It was magic. It, you know, he's it's like a Jim Carrey movie, man, from the 90s. But magic. he could only tell he's the truth. He's a lawyer, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a big fancy lawyer and then he can only tell the truth and he can't like lie to his kid anymore about why he can't pick the kid up. He has to, you know, and it's Jim Carrey's like fighting with himself in the bathroom mirror, I think. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it happens like when he's on a case and he's like yes. suddenly, he's like a defense attorney and yeah. he suddenly had to be honest, so. About his guilty client. It was a great way to illustrate it, but. Uh, I'm just, here's what I'm advocating. I'm not advocating something unrealistic like you are. What I'm advocating is Whenever po- we pursue conveying truth, whenever possible, in the kindest way possible, and it's very difficult to do. But so, like, when my mom asked me if something, if I'm bothered by something, and my mom asked me, and I think it's like I'm not okay. It's like I, and I don't want her to worry. Well, you know what? Maybe I learned something about my mom when I tell her that something's bothering me and then we have a conversation that otherwise we wouldn't have had. Or she yeah. has input or, you know, it's like a, a lot A lot of times it happens, not when it's like, how are you doing? But like um, uh, with medical conditions, mm. sometimes you'll wait to tell somebody that you've undergone a test until you know the results because you know that hey, you have certain family members that will worry Endlessly about you, or, or, or and is wait, that a li- is that a lie? Or, or, or my even, dad just wa- did that to me, waiting to say that you're pregnant. Yeah. And how did you feel about that when? Because I wish he told me. Because he so he told me after the fact that he'd had. Um, I think he, they saw something in like a scan in his lung or something, and he didn't tell me like any of that at all until several weeks later when it came back and he was fine. Because he didn't want you to worry in the meantime. Right. He didn't want to burden you with it. Yeah, but and I it, and it was a truly self. It seemed like a truly selfless motivation oh, it for was. that lie. It was, but I know it's because he didn't want to stress me out or anything. But I do wish I had known about that. Why? Uh, I don't know. I want I, you know. I would want him to feel like he can tell me that stuff and not not feel like it's a burden to me because it wouldn't have been right because you love him and you can't. Maybe you wouldn't say specifically what you would do, but the general premise is that when you love somebody, um. It's like him telling you may have been a way for him to experience the love of his daughter. 
Right. And it's like you can't quantify that and you can't predict you can't predict what what can again, it's the risk of of keeping the truth from somebody versus telling them the tr truth. It's like, well, is it going to make them worry? Well, what are you risking losing? Like a certain type of connection with your daughter. Yeah. A conversation. And yeah, so it's I I think that's the difficult thing is we we there's we have these instincts to lie for good reasons, but it may be short-sighted. So I, I think I think that's a good example of a time where we should just say, okay, it's almost like a faith in truth overriding the faith in uh, what what you think's going to happen. Well, like being able to predict it's, the future. It's believing that the the ultimately the best will come out of out of out of honesty. But but you can be brutally honest. You can be a total jerk. You can you but can but not at the expense of people. I have a friend who I actually think walks the line that you guys are are thinking is the good line to walk. Threads the needle? Yeah, I think he does. He's he's extremely honest and but it's it's not honest to a fault. Like I I think that he withholds certain information when he feels like he needs to, but he's somebody that I don't think I've ever had a conversation with that wasn't completely earnest. Like if if he asked me how I was and I were to say not good, he fully would be invested in that conversation and also if I were to ask him how he's doing and he's not doing well, there's no way he would say, I'm great. He would say and if like. You didn't, so if you, with him, because you know him, he's kinda, and you know he's playing to like Rhett's code, you actually wouldn't ask him how he was doing because you're playing with fire because then you might be in a 20 minute conversation. No, it's never, it, that's the crazy thing is it's never a 20 minute conversation. It's it's always, it never feels it never feels like a burden, which like that's what the, the line I think you're trying to walk is that you don't want to, you don't want to put unnecessary stress on other people by being honest. But I, I'm not sure it does stress them out because this person's extremely honest, and it means that you can trust every conversation with them. You know? Are there ethic? Are there like competing ethical worldviews? Yeah. About this, in terms of, I bet there's a hard line. There is. So, I mean, there's there's basically two camps of theories about lying in general. And uh, one is the the camp from, let's start with German philosopher Immanuel Kant. Boy, I hope oh. they're German. Um, read that somewhere and wrote it down, but I've been wrong before. So, uh, and the, the theory behind this is that lying is always wrong, no matter what, doesn't matter. And this is actually where the scenario of the there's a murderer at your door comes oh. from because the argument here is that there's a murderer at your door they're asking is Rhett under the couch Rhett is under the couch you are still supposed to say yes Rhett's under the couch please come into my house oh, he is hardlining it, he, isn't he? yeah absolutely but, but, and listen, then what everything that I've read from him though like he's he's oh God, you've the, read it is the, it a German man the way, the way I believe so yeah okay, but cool. just like Kantian ethics you know like the way that he approaches things is like there's a there's little sacrifices made along the way, but it's like it's a very I don't know it's because of the way my brain works, but it's like it's a very attractive way of but what's of the thinking? So, but what's the what? How can you make that attractive then? What's the justification? Ultimately, it will bring about good, more yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, maybe not in oh, that. So he has the it's most a, pristine, pristine faith in truth. It's a long view. Now, I I didn't even remember that he was the one that talked about this, but he's but one one of many. Um, do, does he talk about okay? So then the murderer comes in. Or, and kills the person, and then what? You get out of there because they're probably going to kill you. You're a witness. That's not what he says. No, I didn't read that far. I, you know, I got to the the point where that 
it, he has a hard you, line on lying, as do other people. Uh, you know, uh, another another fun uh, party girl, Ayn Rand, um, once said, "There are no white lies. There's only the blackest of destruction, and a white lie is the blackest of all." Seems mm. fun. Mm. Um, a good mm-hmm. time. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, there's a lot of people that argue that lying is essential to human existence and yeah. that it's a natural part of life. It's something we're never going to stop doing because it's just what we're built to do. Yeah. Um, well, I agree with that. I don't know if it justifies it. Well, there's there's the other side of the coin is that, you know, if you are protecting yourself or the life of someone else, of course it is okay, and it is your duty to do it. And if you don't do it, then you're not protecting someone. Um, a really great philosopher once said, I always tell the truth even when I lie. And that philosopher is Al Pacino. <laughs> so he always tells you can the always truth even learn when something he, from him. Even yeah. when he lies. He doesn't mean anything by that. <laughs> Did... I mean, were any of those scenarios presented by the mythical beast that, okay, I lied and I'm proud of it? Yes. So this is something that I... Or I'm happy I did, or it was the right thing. Well, so, so I, when I went through a lot of a lot of uh, the beast's comments, which was very interesting. And one thing that kept coming up more times than I expected to see was um, something like this next comment that I'm going to read to you. So this is something that appeared... Uh, upwards of 10 times at least. Okay. Um, This person I'm going to keep anonymous, um, but she said, on a more serious note, I lied to my abuser after a fight that, quote, I love you and we're good so I could go to work. Instead, I went to the police station. Survival makes you do crazy things sometimes. So that's a situation Hmm. in which there is, I don't see any way that you could argue to this person that that was not the right thing to do there. I can't do it. Yeah, you can't, Emmanuel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I mean, survival makes you do crazy things. It also makes you do sane things. That seems very sane. Yeah, to me. but this was not the only one. I mean, there were so many people who were saying like, "I lied. I said I was going to work, and really, I took my kids and I went to a shelter." I, there were a bunch of these. Yeah, and that's, and I think this is this mm. is where you get into the um, the rub, which is, it's it's fun and easy to sit around and have uh, philosophical conversations about how the truth is always the ultimate good um, and it supersedes any particular situation, but it is the particular situations, especially when you attach a name to them um, and a specific story and a specific experience. And I think that that for me is the reason that I don't think that you can do what Kant said. I don't. I don't think you can ever get there because we're experiencing these ethics in the context of people and who we are, right? So when it begins to feel unnatural and it begins to feel it begins to feel wrong, mm-hmm. right? For me to tell someone and I don't have this is not my experience. I've, I have, I I haven't experienced anything like that personally. I can only imagine how horrible it would be. But for me to then say, "No, I have an ethic that supersedes your situation and you actually should not have lied to your abuser in that situation. The reason it feels wrong is probably because it is wrong, right? And so I can't, so I, The lying is wrong? The reason no. it, it would feel wrong to, say, to tell her that oh. she should she oh, should yes. she shouldn't have lied. Yeah, Absolutely. because it would have been you wrong. Lie. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think that that's how, that's how you, that's how you find the thread for the needle, right? Is, 
it's like we can have these high standards, but once it begins to not make sense in specific situations. Easily when it, in da- it imminently yeah. endangers you or someone else, then it's um, there are more important things at stake than being truthful in a moment. Absolutely, and there's also something that I, I came across, I was watching some old uh, Louis C.K. stand up and something that he said, it's a joke obviously, but he said, Lying is amazingly useful in life. How do you tell a kid not to use a thing that just solves every possible problem? Which obviously, that's a joke. You don't want a kid to lie about everything. However, like there are situations in which it's useful that that woman's story being one of them. Like she had to do that to be able to get out and Mm -hmm. to be able to get to the police station. So, you know, Louis C.K. is right. Um, I'm glad that you went to the more serious place but let's let's wrap up with a more jovial lie. Sure. You got one more for us to Yeah. knock it out of the happy part. Yeah, I got my favorite one here for you. Uh <laughs> I guess I'll I'll leave this one anonymous as well. Um Ooh. someone said I sharted once and told everyone I was walking funny cuz I had fallen while skateboarding. <laughs> I don't know what the lie they told was about the smell or you know, how do you goo coming out of their walk, shorts? How do you do goo. a short walk and make it look like you <laughs> injured yourself on a skateboard? Like I, a, if you're trying to make it look like your knees bad, I fell on my hips. Yeah, <laughs> um, I sharted once and really told my yeah, I was in the car with my family on the way to Dollywood, <laughs> and we just turned right around. You just told you didn't them lie. all. I didn't lie. Actually, how can you lie? Like everyone's gonna know. That's not one car. you can hide. I sharted and then I just pulled over and turned around. They were like, "Why is Dad doing a U-turn?" And then I was like, "Kids." Uh, I pooped my britches. I sharted. It hasn't happened to me yet that I've pooped my pants as an adult and I keep being told that it, oh, will, it will happen. It will, it's unavoidable. It's never happened to me either. Is it over 30? Is it don't trust a fart over 30 and that's what I gotta know in uh, two years? I don't know if it was an age <laughs> thing. I just, I don't know. I think it was, I was not doing well. Okay. But um, <laughs> Yeah, don't make it an age thing. I didn't lie well, about it. I don't it. know. I have the sphincter of, a, of an adolescent. What? It's very tight. What does oh, that mean? Gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a horrific thing to say. Don't <laughs> yeah, ever say that don't. again. <laughs> um, well, she's oh, making no. it like we're old. That's no, why that's you're sharting, but I haven't sharted. I, I've literally heard don't trust a fart after 30. Like people oh. have told me that. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm I mean, now afraid. I have two more years yeah, of not I mean, there's absolutely crapping no my doubt. pants. There's no doubt that, that it, it's, it's in your future. But, no. Um, but, but where do we land? Where I've we, never where, farted. More than twenty nine times in a row. Maybe that's what it means. Where do where do we but land? But you have counted. Oh, I've counted. Um, uh, my where I've landed at the end of this conversation is that I think in a situation, I, you know what? I'll go back to what you just said. Where if it feels if you feel wrong about something or you feel like you're doing harm to someone else by lying, don't do it. But if if it feels fine if you're doing it to protect yourself if it's a situation where you have to do it which obviously does exist it's i think it's a necessary part of the human existence well i completely agree with that i think the thing i was hoping would happen is at the end of this conversation we would be the first three to sign a global contract of honesty no that was in like that was in my imagination but like practically what i was hoping is that the next time i'm at a restaurant and the waitress asked me, how is it? I'll be honest because she's asking the question because she wants to know the answer. I think you should in that and, scenario. And 
but I but I don't have I just feel I don't feel motivated right now to do that. I kind of feel like I'm just going to be like it's good. Mm. I, I think for but me, I, but I want to do better. That's related to where I, I I've landed um, in this conversation, which is I'm going to try to be more uh, cognizant of when I am prevaricating. What? I'm just going to saving that word I'm all. <laughs> I just remembered it. I don't know. <laughs> what Probably is that word? It. I think it means lie. Oh. Prevaricate. Right. Um, why use so many letters when you can just say L-I-E? I, I want to be more aware of when I'm lying or not being truthful in everyday situations and trying to thread the needle and take the high road of truth and seeing what happens, but doing it with as, as, as kind as possible. It, issuing a personal challenge to say, okay, I'm gonna say, you know what? These breadsticks are hard as a rock, but my hopes were so high because <laughs> I remember them being so great and I believe that there's some back there that are. Wink, wink. You know what? Maybe it's maybe it comes down to being always honest to yourself regardless of what you're saying. And if you honestly know that what you're saying doesn't need to be a lie. That sounds like some a serial killer would say. That's fair. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Well, uh, I, I like I like where you're where you're landing on this. Me or Lizzie? Because you. <laughs> no, I think I think that I, I think that they're related. I, don't, I I I think she is. She was complimenting what you were saying. She wasn't contradicting what you're saying. What what I hear you saying is that. Maybe the reason that we're frightened of being honest is because we're frightened of the way we would be we, the way we would be honest. Mm -hmm. So, if we can learn to be honest in tactful ways, then we we might find that honesty is actually a lot easier than we ever imagined. That it's the best policy. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy. <laughs> that is what we've arrived at. But I, I did. But I. I didn't mean to uh, short circuit your your statement with the serial killer thing, uh, and if I did, please finish it. No, it's gone. I already have the handwriting of Charles Manson, so I'm like one step behind that already. So, but if you feel that way, I think the, these are complimentary perspectives, guys. Yeah, yeah. If you feel a certain way about the breadsticks, and that is what you feel, that's honestly what you feel. Be honest with yourself. But when someone asks you how you how the breadsticks are, be honest with them. But don't be an a-hole. Yeah, that's all it is. Just be honest. Be an honest hole. Be yeah. an honest hole. Be an h-hole. Be an h-hole. <laughs> yes, yeah. there it is. There we go. Be an h-hole, that's the ethic that we have arrived at. Be an h-hole. I'm happy with that. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it won't make sense to anyone who hasn't <laughs> listened to this. 